0: This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative, Episode 130. A sitcom review in chronological order. From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, announcer bod, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's wrap up the sitcoms of 1985. Mary premiered on CBS on December 11th, 1985 at 8 p.m., TV legend Mary Tyler Moore's return to sitcoms after the failure of a variety show and a variety-sitcom hybrid in the late 70s, as well as a turn to Broadway, whose life is it anyway, and films, Ordinary People. She's back in the newsroom, but now it's a tabloid. Mary, who plays Mary yet again, got a job there after a high-fashion mag shuttered. Now she writes a consumer column. Her boss is played by James Ferrentino, who wants sensationalism in his stories. Coworkers include a fellow columnist, Katie Sagal, a theater critic, John Aston, and a nearly blind copy editor, David Bird, who keeps his job through the Union. Outside of the office there's a neighbor, Carlene Watkins, whose fiance, James Tolkien, may have mob connections. Of course, we've covered Mary going back to episode 26 and The Dick Van Dyke Show, John Aston in episode 30 for I'm Dickens, He's Fenster, David Byrd in episode 96 for High Cliff Manor, Carlene Watkins in episode 106 for Best to the West, and we'll cover Katie Seagal soon for her better-known series. James Ferentino is far better known for his dramatic work than comedy with his rugged good looks. He appeared in the original Broadway production of Night of the Iguana and followed that up with multiple TV guest spots. He got his first regular role on the wheel program, The Bold Ones. Now you can check out From the Pop Culture Bunker episode 228 on the TV wheel concept. Other regular or recurring roles, Cool Million, Jesus of Nazareth, Police Story, Insight, Dynasty, Blue Thunder, Secret of the Sahara, Julie, Melrose Place... His films include Ensign Pulver, Banning, Her Alibi, and Bulletproof. Ferentino passed in 2012. James Tolkien got into the tail end of live TV drama on Armstrong Circle Theater in 1962. From there, his career spanned films They Might Be Giants, Serpico, Love and Death, The Amityville Horror, Prince of the City, War Games, Turk 182, Top Gun, True Blood, Dick Tracy, Underworld, Broadway, Wait Until Dark, Golda, Glengarry Glen Ross, and TV with regular or recurring roles on Remington Steel, The Hat Squad, Cobra, and a Nero-Wolf mystery. However, Tolkien is best known for his role as Mr. Strickland in the Back to the Future franchise. Mary began with a legal issue. The newspaper on the show was called the Chicago Post, which was an actual newspaper that had an issue being called a tabloid so it was renamed the Chicago Eagle before airing. There was a lot of veteran and upcoming talent on the show, with Mary Tyler Moore as the star, and MASH and Cheers creators David Isaacs and Ken Levine as producers, so it should have been a hit, right? Not so much. Apparently, people still saw her as Mary Richards. It ran all of 13 episodes, with a move to another time slot in hopes to save it. They also wrote out the home portion of her life and the cast members involved. In the end, Mary herself asked the network to pull the plug. She would try twice again to return to series television, neither of which worked. She should have rested on her laurels, having already grabbed the brass ring twice. I found an episode on YouTube. It appears that generic light jazz was all the rage for TV theme songs. Mary is basically playing her Mary Tyler Moore character, and Ferentino is a hot Lou Grant. It's clear that Carlene's character was intended to be a Rhoda clone. There is a lot of talent here, but you would have more fun watching a Mary Tyler Moore show rerun. <laughs> Foley Square premiered on CBS on December 11, 1985, at 8.30 p.m., a workplace comedy set at the New York District Attorney's Office. Margaret Collin plays Alex, an assistant D.A. working for Jesse, played by Hector Alessandro. Sanford Jensen and Kathy Silvers play fellow assistant D.A.s. Vernie Watson-Johnson plays the secretary, and Israel Jarby plays the office messenger. Outside of work... Alex and the other workers go to a coffee shop run by Richard C. Serafian, and Michael Lembeck plays her neighbor. Now, we covered Hector Elizondo in Episode 79 for Poppy, Michael Lembeck in Episode 78 for One Day at a Time, and Vernie Watson Johnson in Episode 86 for Carter Country. Johnson is currently a regular on Bob Hart's Abishola. Margaret Collin got her start on Soaps, The Edge of Night, As the World Turns, before Foley Square. She quickly turned to films, Something Wild, Three Men and a Baby, before a second TV attempt on Legwork, a PI series that focused on her legs. It was the tail end of Jiggle TV. She was also a regular or recurred on Sibs, Chicago Hope, The Right Verdicts, Now and Again, Gossip Girl, Shades of Blue, Veep, and a SAG Award along with the cast, and just had a run on Chicago Med as well as films True Believer, The Butcher's Wife, Independence Day, The Devil's Own, and Unfaithful. Sanford Jensen would go on to I Married Dora, a show we'll get to, as well as TV guest roles in films Jagged Edge and Scrooged. Kathy Silver's first role was playing the previously unseen Jenny Piccolo on Happy Days. She appeared in the film Follow That Bird and the later sitcom *Cleghorn*. Silver's and Michael Lembeck have a connection, Their fathers are Phil Silvers and Harvey Lembeck, who starred on Episode 13's The Phil Silvers Show, a.k.a. You'll Never Get Rich, a.k.a. Sergeant Bilko. Israel Jwarbi would later appear on Pensacola Wings of Gold. His films include The Karate Kid, Beverly Hills Cop, Overboard, The Night Before, Indecent Proposal, Angels in the Outfield, The Net, and Boogie Nights. Fully Square was Richard C. Serafian's only regular TV acting role. He spent far more time in films, both as an actor, Bugsy, Ruby, Gotti, Bound, Blue Streak, Dr. Doolittle 2, and as a director, Vanishing Point, The Man Who Loved Cat Dancing, The Bear. He did a lot of TV directing as well. Lawman, The Gallant Men, Slattery's People, Jericho, the 1966 version, I Spy, Gunsmoke, The Gangster Chronicles. Seraphine passed in 2013. Foley Square was an early creation of Diane English, who would go on to another female-centric series, Murphy Brown. Foley Square did not do nearly as well, running all of 14 episodes, partly due to the failure of Mary, which was its lead-in. The show would later have a run on Lifetime. I can only find the opening theme and a few promos online. The theme is generic 80s light jazz. (laughs) That wraps up 1985. Out of only 12 shows, six survived past their first seasons for an enormous success rate of 50%, the highest in a decade. 1974 hit 62.5%. The winners, Mr. Belvedere, The New Leave it to Beaver, Small Wonder, The Golden Girls, 227, and Growing Pains. The networks took this as a cue and greenlit dozens of sitcoms the next year. And speaking of, in 1986, HBO begins scrambling their signal, kicking off the era of premium cable. NASA's Challenger Shuttle disintegrates during initial takeoff. Shuttle launches had become so commonplace by that point that only CNN covered it live. Punky Brewster ran a very special episode about the event. Rod Roddy replaced the late Johnny Olson as the announcer on The Price is Right. He would do so until his death in 2003. Pierce Brosnan misses his initial chance to play James Bond when NBC reverses their decision to cancel Remington Steele. Brosnan would get the role much later. NBC airs Return to Mayberry, the Andy Griffith Show reunion movie. The network also reintroduces the Peacock logo dropped in 1976 for that N logo. Viewers of Dallas learn that the entire previous season of the show was a dream sequence with the previously dead Bobby Ewing coming out of the shower. GE completes their purchase of RCA and NBC. Dan rather tried out the tagline, Courage, on the CBS Evening News and is slammed for it. Later that year, he is assaulted by two men who ask him, Kenneth, what is the frequency? And the Fox TV Network opens its broadcast shingle. Non-sitcom premieres, Matlock, A Current Affair, The Oprah Winfrey Show, Pee-wee's Playhouse, and L.A. Law. The Mayor premiered on ABC on January 10th, 1986 at 9.30 p.m. Not to be confused with the 2017 series The Mayor or the 2020 Mr. Mayor. It's a TV trope. Kevin Hook stars as a 25-year-old black guy who improbably is elected mayor. Can a guy who complains about local government do a better job himself? Well, he forms his own kitchen cabinet. His dad, Al Fan, who was the janitor his buddy, Wesley Thompson, who's now his chauffeur, David Graff plays a councilman, Pat Corley, the police chief, Margot Rose, and Stanley Brock are also in the cast. Now, we covered Margot Rose in episode 109 for Report to Murphy, and we'll cover Pat Corley down the road for Murphy Brown. Kevin Hooks is a fairly rare example of a child actor who transitioned well to showbiz adulthood. After a guest role in 1968 and a TV movie that won a Peabody, J.T., he won a role in the film Sounder. Many years later, Hooks would earn a DGA nom for the TV remake. He played the male lead in a black blaxploitation version of Romeo and Juliet called Aaron Loves Angela opposite a 15-year-old Irene Cara. His other regular TV role was Morris on The White Shadow. He would later appear in films Inner Space and Shallow Hal. By that point, he had transitioned to directing with TV runs on St. Elsewhere, Philly, Soul Food, he appeared in the film, 24, Prison Break, Bones, Madiba, Genius, with a lot of TV show one-shots, and films Strictly Business and Passenger 57. Hooks was a producer on Philly, the 2003 Dragnet, Lincoln Heights, Prison Break, Human Target, Detroit 187, Last Resort, Backstrom, Madiba, and The Red Line. Hooks won an Emmy for the children's program, The Color of Friendship. Al Fan played an informant in the film The French Connection, then went on to voice work on Challenge of the Super Friends, the Plastic Man comedy adventure show, the Richie Rich Scooby-Doo show, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, Saturday Supercade, Alvin and the Chipmunks, A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, with live action regular or recurring work on Bodies of Evidence and Home Improvement with a ton of guest roles. Films include Cotton Comes to Harlem, Thank God It's Friday, To Die For, The Fisher King, Frankie and Johnny, and Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Fan passed in 2018. Wesley Thompson has had a long career in mostly guest roles. He was a regular or recurred on Pursuit of Happiness and Grounded for Life. His films include Brewster's Millions, L.A. Story, and Iron Man 3. David Graff dropped out of OSU to pursue acting. His first TV appearance was as a, a contestant on The $20,000 Pyramid. He teamed with Patty Duke, and later they appeared together once he became a star on the show. Graff mostly did TV guest roles until he won the role he's best known for, Tackleberry, in the Police Academy franchise. Other films? Irreconcilable Differences, the Brady Bunch movie, with regular or recurring roles on TV's Elvis, High Tide, and Ah! Real Monsters, more voice work. He played multiple roles on various Star Trek series and video games. You might recognize Stanley Brock's face. His early career was in the Borscht Belt in the Catskills. He's played Loudmouth on TV and film since the early 60s. Brock had runs on The Rockford Files, Barney Miller as Bruno Bender, Days of Our Lives and Night Court, and films Nickelodeon, Kirby Goes to Monte Carlo, Love at First Bite, All the Marbles, Tin Men, UHF, and Life Stinks. Brock passed in 1991. He's the Mayor wasn't reelected to a second season. In fact, it was recalled after only 13 episodes, three of which never aired. Had no luck finding an episode online, it could be buried among all the other shows with a similar concept. The show's opening theme includes some rapping and seems like something you would come up with as a parody of the concept. More of 1986's sitcoms in our next episode. bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed. Other SF podcasts... Blogs. Subscribe by your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email SF Network at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash Follow us on Twitter at sfppn Check out tumblr.com blog slash Call us at 614 That's 614-3219-SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time.